Welcome to episode 572 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Colton Blue Basket Sweat. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> Wait, but it's here. From? Muscle memory. I, uh, I I said our middle names. Oh, whoa. You did it. Good so, job. We'll it's because you, really, you really wanted to introduce yourself as the glacial <laughs> trundle prodigy. But then you, the, you I, I believe I said savant. <laughs> savant. Savant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no Aiden this week. He's uh, feeling a bit under the weather today, so we will uh, proceed without him. Um, and on this show, we have uh, three new patrons, as well as the whole patron list at the end of the show. Uh, probably no league cast news since Aiden's not here. Uh, no new news, but we'll hear from our friends at NordVPN. Um, we have one story. Uh, we will probably maybe do a little bit of bi-weekly discussion in terms of uh, ranked and, and maybe we'll talk about the uh, the another podcast video that they did and uh, we uh, we are some of us watched I think me and Aiden did I don't know if you got around to it um, in like ranked mentality talk a bit a bit uh, a little bit about competitive league uh, probably mostly LCS. Uh, and we can talk about why. And then we'll close it out with Roundtable and um, a lot of emails. We still have a lot of emails, so we're going to try to burn through as many as we can. Uh, yeah, not burn through, caught but up on those. yeah. But if we don't get to it, we'll get to it next week <laughs> or soon. Uh, Aiden, how was or Colton? How was your week? Sorry, my week was pretty good. Uh, work's been really busy, but I'm coming towards the end of some of those projects, so. Hopefully it'll give me a chance to, to chill and breathe a little bit. Yeah. Um, ranked has gone pretty well. I think the last, I think last show I was plat two. Um, yeah, you I, you you went on like a pretty nasty win streak. It was pretty good. Yeah, I won like seven games in a row on MF, mm-hmm. uh, and that got me like to mid high plat one, and then I made my way up to D four, and now I'm at D four fifty points. Hopefully I can get to d3 quickly because if i can get to d3 quickly then i can probably get to d1 quickly but Mm -hmm. if i am stuck in d4 i'm stuck in d4 (laughs) yeah d4 Uh, is a very special um a very special place i think for for people who haven't experienced it uh i I would say it's it's probably the true like elo hell because i think everyone's just good enough to to like actually be good at the game but just like just high enough ego to make it really hard for a lot of people if that makes sense yeah i, I also feel like it's, it's a weird cross-section where there's a lot of players that are d4 that are much better than d4 but yeah. are stuck there because of their mental mm-hmm. like you know and, and then that, that's tough to play against where you're like I'm playing against someone in lane who mechanically should be like D1, but they just int every other game or like they quit or they'll flame their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you've just got a lot of people that like 
have a really bad attitude because they've been there for a while. I mean, it's it, it's a weird little concoction. Um, but generally in all of my ranked history, it's like once I get out of D4, I immediately get to D1 within the next like week. Yeah. Because yeah. once you start getting like better teams, I, I especially really flourish. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I am someone who most of the, my gameplay is reliant on my team being like with me and, and having and seeing the same ideas. Mm-hmm. And so like if, if my support doesn't see the same idea I'm going for, I just die. And it's like, Oh man, this guy's inting. It's like, well, yeah. And I <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like for the roles that you play, which typically are, I would say 80 carry and jungle at this point. Um, it is kind of difficult to play if you are on a different page, you know, with, mm-hmm. with, with the rest of your team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so rank's been going pretty well. Played, uh, been basically just today, uh, Trevor was like, you should play Maokai. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should play Maokai. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'm 4-0 and on him today or 3-0. and I think this uh, was the nerfed Maokai too. Yeah, so. character is still cracked. We can talk about that when we talk about the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also sure. been playing a little bit of Fiddlesticks because I think he's super good and mm-hmm. I like playing Fiddlesticks. Yeah, Fiddlestick's definitely a champion who just like will always have a chance to to solo win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you hit a good ulti, so. Yeah, um, but that's pretty much it for my week. The only other thing, um, Sunday night, Rachel and I went to a concert. We saw Noah Khan. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm not. He does kind of folk music. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good time. She is super into him. I was just like, I had heard a lot of his stuff because she would play it, but I had a really good time. Music was really good. Uh, Would highly recommend it to any of our listeners to check him out. But that's awesome. uh, that's about it for my week. What have you been up to, Nicolas? Um, so I played a decent amount of Frank this week. I feel like I'm pretty like going pretty fifty fifty. You are I don't pretty. Think, thank you. I don't <laughs> necessarily think that's true. The fifty fifty part. Um, I think I'm probably like a couple games over, but my LP gains are pretty wacky right now. I think I'm getting twenty three and losing twelve. Um. So very fortunate in that regard. Um, I am up to D three seven points, I think. So that's been nice. Um, interesting. I've decided to just play Bard. Um, I don't know if he is like crazy OP good or whatever, um, but I think he has the potential to be. And he's also like probably one of the most fun champions to play um, in the support role. So that's... um kind of why i've decided to in the words of uh sanchovi's become the chime minister so nice nice <laughs> it'll be a, a good time i did see someone had a reverse bard skin where you're the chime collecting parts <laughs> nice <laughs> which is uh, like very that. funny like a little custom one it's uh, uh-huh. it's very wonky but <laughs> yeah well uh, we'll see how that goes I'm, I'm having a good time on him uh i'm getting real good at landing my uh my cues coming out of you know the ultimate stasis oh yeah you're like timing that perfectly so, yeah 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 or i wouldn't say perfectly but definitely better than i have in the past it's been uh one of my one of my weaknesses as, as a bard player so it's fun it's fun yeah i feel like there's definitely such a huge difference between like a okay bard versus like a good bard mm-hmm. against a good bard it feels like 
almost unplayable against it because you're just like he's everywhere he's stunning me he does more damage than me and i have infinity edge <laughs> yeah it's kind of wild so my favorite bard build is to go uh, imperial mandate into like slap chop-esque where mm-hmm. you know rapid fire cannon dead man's plate i like storm razor on him um Did you just walk up and slap somebody yeah exactly i'm gonna and, and then i'm gonna hit you with you know the 60 chime buff that i've gotten over the course of this 30 minute game and it's gonna hurt like if you're an 80 carry it's gonna hurt you're not gonna be able to do like a crazy amount of damage to me because i have dead man's plate but i feel like that's probably not the best build for a solo queue um so instead i've just been running uh radiant virtue and then like mostly tank items after that uh maybe a an anti-heal if we need it uh chains i think is really good on on bard frozen heart things like that so been doing that it's uh i don't know he's super fun definitely recommend it um other than that i'm trying to i feel like there was one other thing that i wanted to talk about but that's okay uh if it comes to me i will return to it um, all right so cool let's get on with this show yeah tell us uh, about our three new patrons yeah we got three new patrons uh baba solo or boba solo pards bay and hugabine and we will go over at the end of the show the list of all of our supporters on Patreon. But from there, we'll kind of go into League Cast news where I don't really think we have anything going on. I think our leagues are started up, a couple of them at this point, or at least people are practicing. So that's been. Yeah, we've really got, cool we've got a bunch of practicing. I think groups just got drawn for one of the teams. And I think they said they got group of life. So that's, a, that's very nice. nice. Um, We'll have to see how that goes. So, yeah. hey, there's also going to be community nights this Thursday at 9:45 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. So, if you are interested, Aiden will be hosting that. And uh, I guess there's enough lead up time where I can, or I can say that, and maybe someone will act on it. So, yeah, have fun with that for sure. Um, uh, I don't think there's any other leakcast news. I don't think there's any other new news. No, I mean, I saw, like, there was something uh, basically talking about, like, things that might happen on patch 13.3. Yeah, I think I think Freak has been really, really transparent with the changes that he's been, um, that he's been uh, leading and, uh, or, or, or vying for. So that's been uh, really, really nice to have that, you know, sort of transparency um, that we haven't gotten before. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you are interested in that, I think they said essentially, um, need some changes to radiant virtue and then, uh, generally speaking buffs for engaged supports. Um, yeah. but I, I feel like they're really missing the, the, um, kind of the bar on that one. Like, are they missing the, the point where I, I, I feel like engaged supports are fine except Heimerdinger exists. Like, I'm just not really sure what engaged tank support can play into Heimerdinger that I guess doesn't have a a, a hook, right? Um, yeah. Because there are just some like I think Tom Kench into like Tom Kench support into um, into Heimerdinger is is like one of the more unplayable matchups in the game because if you if you ever miss your knockup. You or, just yeah, lose yeah, or or you don't know. hit Heimerdinger with it. You instantly mm-hmm. get grenade stunned into rockets into, you know, six uh, lasers being shot at you. So I, I I'm just not sure 
why the I, I feel like the root of the problem lies with Heimerdinger or not with engaged supports themselves. So we'll see. Yeah, and I think that like he's definitely the epitome of like that weird triangle, which I think is good to exist. Like mm-hmm. there there should be that range support who can bully the shit out of yeah. engaged support if they miss. Um, but like even sometimes if you hit, I, I feel like Heimerdinger is one of those who are just like like I got the knock up, but he still had time to E and like I killed him, he killed me, but my AD carry took seventy percent of his health, like finishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just he just does too much damage right now for yeah. too little investment. So, mm-hmm. uh, would like to see that toned down a bit, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, one thing I I do really like, just I guess in theory, about this more transparency on the balance team, is that because these changes are like public a little earlier, I I feel like there's a lot more time for public sentiment, and not that it's going to change anything. But that once that change actually happens, all the Reddit analysts who are going to complain about changes, it's like, nope, you said you were fine with it a week ago, right? When they're like, hey, wait, you buffed this character. That's so OP. What were you thinking, you idiots on the balance team? Are you silver? And it's like, but you were you were in favor of that when you just saw the numbers without actually seeing the gameplay happen. Um, I... Or the opposite. I, or, or Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to agree with you, like, totally. I was thinking about this this past week. But do you remember the sentiment towards Heartsteel in the preseason where it seemed like every single person that you came across said this was going to be like the worst item edition in the history of League? Like it's going to be super broken. There's no way around it. Like, no, no, you shouldn't be able to ever stack health forever. And I think like it was problematic on ARAM just because you got so many procs so quickly. Um and I would say ARAM players typically don't itemize as well as they should. Um, so having a lot of health is a bit problematic. But that item is like, I think the damage is still a little bit high. But otherwise, okay. like the HP stacking, which was going to, to be a problem, is is nothing to, to really yeah, care about. It's, it's never the HP stacking. It's the fucking mm. damage. Yeah, which is like, I, there are a lot of people who... I'm sure would change their opinion now that the item is out and we've had some time to, you know, talk about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It it would be nice to have those people, uh, get their opinions on paper so you can refer back to it. Mm -hmm. Or, or yeah, like, cause, cause I feel like there's a whole lot of sentiment, um, from at least a vocal minority, you know, if not the majority, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that like the balance team doesn't know what they're doing, but I, I feel like with this, we, we get a much better sense of like the thoughts beforehand and then we see the results and like we get to see how inaccurate the community is too about yeah. these changes where they're like x thing is going to be so broken and ruin the game and you're like oh look the balance team is actually much more correct than you were what a so surprise did, i i'll readily admit i um i thought that um uh the IE and Navori changes last last patch were going to make AD carry like way stronger than they should be. And I'm still not 100% convinced that that's not the case. I, I haven't really seen like a good two item spike the way that I thought I would. Um, but maybe they're not as, as you know, strong as I thought they'd be from this change. I, I think that they are very strong. I see a lot of AD carry players, still going yeah. like 
third item know, IE, right? Kraken, yeah, and then into like Phantom Dancer IE, mm-hmm. which like on certain characters I can see that. Um, I, I think the the biggest example I've seen of like a huge uh, winner of it was fucking uh, I think Dan Man on Twitch when we were playing community games where he got mm-hmm. to go Bork Kraken IE. Yeah, holy yeah. shit, the damage that that thing pumps out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uh, they're definitely going to be. I think. So we only played one game of it, and um, our laning was not very good. But I still think Bloodthirster IE Samira is really, really strong. My Bloodthirster that game blocked like yeah. 8,000 damage. I, I agree that I think um, th- there is a big opening for BT IE. Like, uh, uh-huh. I, I feel yeah. like Samira is probably the best user of it, but I feel I, like... I think the alternative is Draven. Draven. I think he's also up there. Yeah, um, I, I think Misfortune definitely can do it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to probably play around with that a little bit. Um, I also, on Nyla, have been playing around with going uh, Shield Bow into IE, then Hydra, Ooh. Mm-hmm. which feels nice just because you come online a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it especially is tough with Hydra because it's 3,300 gold, which costs more than the... 80 carry mythics or yeah i think it's the same for kraken and the other two are 3200 um but generally you're going to be down a little bit of gold because you get zoned so it's like they're going to have kraken well before you have fucking hydra yeah and you just feel so useless sometimes Mm -hmm. but again you're picking a a melee character in a ranged lane so not too much to to say there Mm -hmm. i still think Uh, you should give bork a shot I think it's really good on Nyla. <laughs> I think to me the biggest reason why I would avoid it is because you're putting a lot of like gold into the attack speed, which she doesn't really need. Mm-hmm. But it, it probably is actually pretty good against like if they have like a lot of health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go up against like a tank or even you know two, then uh, yeah. it's, I think it's good. It's also weird because like her build has such a high high if you get to six items, and like mm-hmm. there's not really room for it because like you want to get a hundred percent crit chance because that gives you more armor pen yeah and then like if if the question is ie or hydra i feel like it's always hydra or sorry uh bork or hydra it's almost always hydra really because i feel like i feel like bork is the like one of the best items in the game i i agree i just don't know if it really fits on nyla gotcha Um, okay but but Hey, I, I haven't tried it, so I can't honestly say mm-hmm. that like I gave it a try and it felt bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So that was I guess our weird little impromptu <laughs> discussion on uh, balance changes. Let's yeah. uh, maybe we can do some five stories and then get into a little chat about the meta in general. Yeah, I think uh, we'll do the story and then hear from uh, our friends at Nord. Nice. Um, so Brad says. I finally found somewhere to leave a review. Best anime review podcast. Sometimes talk about video game. Uh, video games. Rare occasion. Uh, talk about some League of Legends game. Overall, really great. Hosts are really entertaining. Great chemistry. Five out of five star-shaped fox girls. Brad. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, uh, and also, thank you to NordVPN, our sponsor for today's episode. 
if you haven't been paying attention for the last few months when I've talked about NordVPN, I'm going to tell you all about them because they've got servers in over 60 countries. And there's a whole lot of those servers, which means you can get an ultra fast connection through the VPN, no matter where you are, where you're trying to connect through. It's going to be the fastest VPN available. Um, they've got a bunch of other cool new services like their threat protection and their cloud data storage. Uh, you can set up all your devices on it. You can set it up for one-click or even no-click connections through the VPN. It, they got a whole bunch of really cool stuff, and all of that is available to you. If you go to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast, if you use that link, you will get a huge discount on your plan and a bonus gift. All of that is completely risk-free because they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast, where you'll get a huge discount and a bonus gift. Kind of thank poggers, you. Nord. Yeah, thank you to Nord. Awesome. Um, yeah, let's talk about solo queue. So yeah. this past week, I um, watched a video from um, the Broken By Concept podcast, which is really, really good. And if you are uh, looking for something else to listen to uh, or watch, I think they do both, then you should for sure um, check that out. And most recently, the, they did an episode kind of examining how uh, Nice is um, his climb and how he's viewing the game and that sort of thing. Um, and I definitely like wanted to have a chat about it because I think it's like what they say is really, really important um, and something that is uh, like a really welcome change to how... Uh, a lot of people are talking about solo queue um, where they view it as this long-term, you know, thing, long-term improvement where you're aiming to, to get better at over the course of the season. And um, every, uh, 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 like every game you play should be to improve and not just to win. Um, and I, I thought that was like really, really important and like a good discussion to be had um especially i think with you because you tend to play i mean you have played the most solo queue out of all of us for a number of years now um and i think the way you see solo queue is even different than the way that i see solo queue which is definitely different than the way that aiden sees it so mm -hmm. um I, like how have you been i asked this before the show but i'll ask it now how have you been enjoying the ranked season like what, what's your what's your climb been like um, it's been a lot of frustration, um, like playing AD carry with supports that are like, from my perspective are not very good. And then like mm -hmm. limit my ability to, to do what I'm trying to do or like lose me the lane cause they go in. And obviously like I'm making plenty of mistakes of my own, but I just don't see them cause I'm biased in that way. Yeah. Um, or, like, if I knew I was making the mistake, then I wouldn't be doing it. But, mm -hmm. um, like, that's been very frustrating. I I feel like, you know, we had a discussion last week about role strength. I think I've seen hard carries and hard losses out of every position. Um, so, like, from that perspective, I, I feel like things are pretty well balanced right now. Yeah. Um, you know, there are definitely some picks that I think are way too strong and, and need some adjustment, like Zach being one of them. It's, it's mm -hmm. wild to me that he's, like, the best mid laner, the best top laner, and the best jungler. 
Yeah, it is. It is interesting. He has a a very high win rate in um, all of his all of the roles that he's played in. I think it's the highest in four roles, mm-hmm. um, minus eighty carry. So yeah. there's definitely um, there's definitely a bit of over overtuning there. Um, but I, you know, I I feel the same exact way. Um, I can understand why people are frustrated at certain roles. Like I, I understand why top laners feel like they get the short end of the stick because some games are over decided by the rest of the map before you even have a chance to impact them. But then I see a super fed Cassante and I wonder, you know, how this role is balanced at all. Um, and, and I think it's a really interesting like juxtaposition between the people who play this, this role and see it one way and the people who don't play that role and see it another way, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a, a, a really I don't know, fun thing to, to look at. Um, but I, I like, if you guys don't end up listening to it, I, it's, it's really good. It's three hours and they have a lot of like video evidence as to why, um, like the things he says in, in it, are preaching to his chat are not healthy ways to view the game. For instance, I, uh, the, the big one that I wanted to discuss is, um, he feels like it is, uh, niece he being niece it, it feels like it is unfair um to have like ranked like your past seasons influence your your current seasons um like if you were a challenger you should you should sorry there was a loud noise outside of my door um you should you know a, a, you should start at the same place as like the gold players and eventually like you'll just you're good enough at the game that you'll climb anyway and you know the system will sort itself out and i think there's a lot of people who see some merit in that um but i think like it's really disingenuous to the players who have played that long and and had that much success to boil their climb down to well you should you, like do it again essentially Right. Yeah, and I think that there definitely is like some merit to it. I just think there's more merit to the other side of things, which is you know more like the current system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest case for it really is just efficiency and like the enjoyability of the game. Because to me, if you're like if we go with that route, and let's say you know start of start of season, every player gets you know set to let's say bronze four right because because you have to start at the bottom at that point if you're if you Mm -hmm. really want to reset everyone the same so everybody gets placed in bronze four you and and like your past season's mmr isn't going to affect you it's like okay they're gonna have to play like 300 400 500 games to get back to where they ended like that mm-hmm. is so inefficient and like probably uh, let's say let's say it's 400 games you know 300 of those are probably going to be really low quality games that players are going to be really upset about because they're a silver player and they have to lane against someone who was challenger last season yeah that's that i think is the biggest argument against a super hard reset is the game quality for the first like probably two i'll, I'll be generous and say two months is going mm-hmm. to be absolutely atrocious. Yeah. It is going to be horrific the kind of matchmaking that you get. You're going to get lobbies where, you know, challenger players are 
you know, playing against silver players and that's just bad for everyone involved. So I'm not like, I'm not buying the, like the comparison he uses is it's a marathon. And if you finished, uh, if you won the marathon the previous year, you get to, to start at mile three. Right. Whereas like Mm -hmm. the, the more apt comparison is you're not even participating in the same, like the same sprint. Right, like you're not going to ask Michael or not Michael Jordan, but you're not going to ask LeBron James to prove that he's a good basketball player. He already has, and he shouldn't be yeah. playing against me at the YMCA. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like, like you don't you you don't send LeBron James to go compete in an NCAA tournament to, exactly to make him prove that he's still good. Yeah, yeah, or hey, we're not sending uh, I don't know the Kansas City Chiefs. Like we're not sending a professional football team to play against a high school team to see which one is better Uh you know it's just different and when it comes down to it like towards that later part of the season like that's where they will prove if they're still at the very top right because like yeah we, we know that they are close to the top but like they are going to have to keep playing and keep winning to be at the actual top like i think aiden is a really good example with his obscenely high mmr and how he normally will like camp master d1 mm-hmm. like he you know if he wants to go higher than that he's gonna actually have to play those games and he's either going to like hit gm or his mmr is going to start dropping because he can't win games anymore yeah um like and again for like i feel like a lot of people want to be like want to talk about that level and the prestige and it being exclusive and yeah there's a limited number of spots if you don't continue performing you will be kicked out by somebody better and it doesn't really matter if you got there early Mm -hmm. you you know if you if you get to 600 lp in the first month of the season it doesn't matter if somebody shows up at month five who now is 700 lp and like takes your spot yeah, exactly. That was definitely something they, they talked about is like there are a lot of players who hit challenger early in the season. And if these players aren't good enough, they will not maintain challenger. Like they mm-hmm. just won't. The system will figure it out. Um, and they the, have to play and, a ton and of fix games it. at that level. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, I don't think people truly realize how many games you have to play um to, I mean, to maintain day, challenger right? it, it yeah it's, it's one a day which doesn't seem like that much but you also have to remember that over the course of the season you know maybe you'll hit challenger early season at like 600 lp and towards the end of the season that's not good enough to, so if you're just playing one game a day even if you win that like I, I even if you win that like three out of four days like you you're going to get passed up by players who are actually challenger and will be maintaining that yeah and that's the other thing is that there's definitely also something to be said it's like okay if they actually you know let's say they hit 800 lp and are playing only one game a day and you know they are winning four out of their seven in a week like again like they are playing well enough at that point and if 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 it only takes them one game a day and they can maintain four out of seven win rate like Mm -hmm. good on them i i don't see how them starting the season lower would make any difference yeah i mean other other than like ruining a bunch of games at the beginning 
Exactly. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. So that's uh, I, yeah. I I I would recommend um. I would recommend watching it. It's a very long video. It's three hours, but I um I think it would be extremely beneficial for a lot of people. It is it is like um change like change the way that I viewed ranked and my relationship with that in general. Um, where I I think it is like it it, it is better to like focus on ranked your rank journey as a marathon like as this long-term process and not i played five games and went oh and five like the season is over i'm doomed it's 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 all fucked like i've demoted to silver or a bronze or whatever and it's going to take me mm-hmm. ages to get back like you have the time to get it back like if there if there is anyone who is proof enough that you can climb you know quickly it is it is i would say it is you colton Someone who has had a a fall from grace and then climbed up extremely quickly in uh, in the past. Yeah, and again, I think uh, you know there's a lot to be said about people saying that like you you can't move quickly through ranks, which like it's definitely difficult. And I obviously play a lot more than most people, um, but right like five six wins, you're up a division, um, and like that could just be a really good day. You know, mm-hmm. if, if at least for me, I'm a pretty streaky player. Like, it is not uncommon for me to win like five in a row or lose five in a row. Um, I I think you know again, yeah, looking at your ranked season as a marathon versus a sprint is definitely a better mind frame, and I think it, it will also help people in terms of their mentality in any individual game where you like man that people are so toxic and they're so upset about like so much things and i've experienced a lot of that especially when i was in like the 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 plat one plat two mmr of these people who are like flaming all their allies like you'll never be diamond you're terrible at the game and they're like just all this and it's like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. one we're super early in the season two like again whatever arbitrary point that you say is good is going to be disagreed with by 95% of the player base who are either going to say that's dog shit or that's way higher than what actually, you know, is good. Yeah. Um, again, you know, like players being like, you'll never make it to D4. And it's like, I've, I've not ever not made it to yeah. D4 in eight, <laughs> yeah. 10 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like if, if that's the, the, the peak that we're striving for, like we, we are in a different, I'm in a different building, let alone having the same conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as I think, at least personally, like my way that I play league, I, I think very much more is just to improve and like try and enjoy things. You know, I almost every season have about like a hundred characters played, and a lot of those have very low win rates, and some of them have really high win rates, but like I enjoy playing all of the roles, and I enjoy playing a bunch of characters in every role. And it is not good for my rank number, but it is good for me enjoying the game. Yeah. And, like, you know, I I certainly think I could be higher elo if, you know, all I did was play one role and I only played the top two meta champions of that role, you know, for a given patch. But I just don't enjoy the game that much that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the, I mean, that's the most thing, like, important thing at the end of the day is like it is it is a game. Just enjoy it. You remember that sometimes it's going to be frustrating. I think I actually think like I typed this up in Discord earlier, but I I want to say it here as well. Like one of the most important things that you can learn about ranked is that you will lose and you will lose to some bullshit sometimes. Like it's going to be frustrating some of your losses. It's going to be like undeserved some of your wins, but in the end, like those two things are going to be generally pretty equivalent with one another. So if you like if you are having a stretch of bad games that you are are attributing to other people, like you you have to understand that it is going to wash itself out in the long run. You know, if you're if you're winning, if you've lost like 49 out of 100 games, like that's a lot of losses, but you're still a positive win rate player, right? Like I, I think like that is even a very small scale. If you're playing less than a hundred rank games a year, like I would definitely recommend just playing more. Cause I think like that, it, if we are like evaluating ranked as a whole and we have like, tw- I don't know, 20 games and you say like, I have a 15% win rate, like that's pretty low, but that's still like not that far from being okay, you know, with a stretch yeah. of good games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one more thing before I think we probably move on from this conversation mm-hmm. is, yeah, I, I like I think everybody now and then like gets in streaks or slumps, and I think personally I am someone who is very streaky and slumpy. And one thing that I do, which is not good for me, is that if I have a slump on a character, a lot of times I will abandon that character. Yeah. Um. You know. I, it's like okay i lost four in a row on misfortune i'm never playing that dumb character again it's unwinnable i can't carry mm-hmm. these teams when uh, and, and you, then you I, look I still at your... have like a 65 percent win rate yeah exactly i think like this is one of the big things that um we use uh gg for our uh account reviews sometimes and it is like one of the features they have is a season-long tally of the lp like gains or losses per character and it is like it's wild to me we've had like a couple people say like i i'm gonna drop whatever character and then i will do their account review and they've played they're giving up sejuani because she's not strong enough and then i look in lifetime she's like plus 300 lp like okay clearly you've had success on the character I understand like maybe it's a bad stretch now like obviously some things can change in terms of like character strength but it it is like Colton said very important to not let a string of bad games influence how you like how you perceive the game overall Mm -hmm. yeah so I think that is kind of for now at least the end of that conversation to have a lot Mm -hmm. of emails that we do want to get to uh, so as much as we could probably go on for another half hour, we're going to skip that for now. I think next week, Aiden is going to pitch you guys a nice little uh, Yumi, Yumi build. cheese build. Uh, not not the one that I pitched in the Discord, but I, I mm-hmm. did enjoy my uh, <laughs> attempt to craft something even it was stupider. very funny. We were going to play it too, I think. But yeah, we were going to try to in a normal... I, I still would. Mm-hmm. Um but Yumi got banned because people are still going to ban the cat, even though they gutted her. Yeah. Um, but from there, I, I suppose we're into uh, competitive league. Not... Yeah, I guess we could do competitive league really quick. Um, I, okay. I only want to talk about LCS really. Um, 
I think LEC has been entertaining, just not for me. Um, tried to watch all. I I said I was going to watch all of the LCS games. I'm still going to. I also said I would try to watch all of the LEC games, and I don't think that's going to happen. It turns out if you don't have uh, interest in any of the teams or players or or storylines or whatever, that it's kind of hard to uh, to maintain that interest. But there's been some some interesting stuff. Hey, shout out to SK Gaming for uh, for being uh, top of the league right now. I think so. Also, their format is fantastic. They are, I think, two thirds of the way through with their season already, and will be going to playoffs, you know, shortly for for the winter split. It's kind of like the old, um, was it the old OGN? I think. Uh, yeah, OGN Korean. winter spring summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so loving that. It's it's very good. Um, anyway, have you watched any of the LCS games? I have not watched any competitively. Ooh, none. Okay. Uh, I would absolutely, by the way, recommend all of the, uh, the, um, uh, T one games. That's it. Uh, Caria is playing some wild shit and it is very fun to, uh, to watch. Uh, he played Caitlin and, uh, Callista support in some games. So, it's uh, it's it's cool. Yeah, He's doing and cool I stuff think Jin sure didn't he popularize the fucking Jin support also. Uh, yeah. If he didn't, then he definitely played it like quickly thereafter. Yeah, God, it's so funny to me how like there is this weird world where like almost every AD carry is viable as support just because you can stomp lane with it. Hmm. Um. <laughs> And, and also, like, I, I just think that, like, the item is really good, and you can, like, you, you can match other AD carries to for your speed of, like, first item, mm-hmm. which a lot of times is enough to then, like, get two heralds and a dragon and then just snowball to win. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, like, if your name doesn't start with... Yeah, I'm going to steal this from someone else, but if your name doesn't start with K and end with area, don't, don't pick these champions. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, um, I've I've hated having it in my games where they're like, I'm yeah. gonna pick Caitlyn, I'm gonna pick Jin. Mm-hmm. Um but They you know. they pick it for a reason and the entire team plays around it. Yeah. Like your solo queue team is not going to. You're going to be treated like a regular support. Uh-huh. And you're just gonna lose you're gonna lose me, my lane, and I'm <laughs> Yeah, sad. you're gonna lose Colt in the game. Uh <laughs> awesome. Let's talk about um the LCS. So currently after week one We've had uh, TSM 2.0, Cloud 9.2.0, CLG 2.0, and FlyQuest 2.0. Uh, some very, very entertaining games from these teams, I would say. I think of these teams, uh, FlyQuest and Cloud 9 look solidly uh, the, the, the better of the four. Um, and then I think CLG and then TSM. I'm not convinced that TSM is good. Um, and then we have Evil Geniuses uh, 1-1, 100 Thieves 1-1. Um, Evil Geniuses, I think, is still a good like it is a good team uh just had a kind of a head scratcher loss to clg uh 100 these i don't know i don't know if bjergsen is good i don't know if double left is good we'll see if um and then we have the o2 teams uh immortals uh dignitas team liquid and golden guardians i think of these immortals probably is the worst followed by golden guardians and then dignitas and team liquid kind of like on the they should be good, but they haven't won yet, so we'll see. Um, it's been entertaining so far. I have really, really enjoyed the broadcast. Um, spoiler: I've really, really enjoyed the the times. Um, I think it, it it's 
a really nice change um, to have it during the uh, like during the the week versus on the weekend. So for me personally, that's good. Um, do you have any plans to watch LCS or LEC or? I'll probably watch playoffs. Um, and maybe like a good match here or there. If like you or Aiden tell me like, Hey, this is a really good match. Yeah. Um, that's generally been my approach to Mm -hmm. watching competitive league for quite a while now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'll say Prince is really fucking good at the game. Um, and I'll leave it at that, I guess. Uh, definitely didn't miss a beat. Um, cool. So let's get onto the round table. You want to read the the Twitter and I'll do the Discord? Sure. Yeah. Last week's roundtable question was, you get to permanently learn a league champion's ability in real life. What is your pick and why? Uh, Tanera said, Riftwalk, Cassidy and Alt. You know how much fun it would be to be able to teleport a small distance? <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, Boots said, the idea of becoming a giant panther is too cool for me, so I'd say no. I I do love the idea. You're just like, there's so many abilities that are available. It's like, no, nah, big panther. Uh-huh. And like, I damn, I kind of agree with that. That's so yeah, sick. that's awesome. Um, or you could go big spider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big spider, yeah. Uh, Randy said, hey, yo, is it fucked up if I just keep coming around to bites? First thing I thought was mm. Warwick Q, then Rek'Sai E. Wait, what is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> the ability to bite something really really good yeah that's interesting <laughs> that's huh. funny uh a couple more we've got one from courtney nico passive 100 percent definitely would be very very <laughs> useful okay. uh fairs said kogma for sure okay uh, okay okay uh and rainbow honeysuckle also said nico passive kind of op i think there definitely would be a lot of use case for being able to just transform into somebody else. Yeah, that would that seems like pretty OP actually. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like a lot of like real world modern applications. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of busted. Cool. From Discord, we've got uh one from Brandon who said Yorick Q just hit the ground with a shovel really hard three times and bam, instant friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think okay. you have to kill something with it, right? Something needs to have died nearby. <laughs> so just like go into forest. Maybe you can do like ants or whatever. Yeah. Get some like undead little squirrels or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallace, Gragas passive happy hour. That way it's always happy hour for me. So that cheaper drinks, uh, so I can get cheaper drinks. <laughs> And while alcohol is a poison for most people, it'd be a medicine to me, just like it heals Gragas. Hmm. Uh, and finally, Armis on our Discord said, Yumi W, so I could just float next to people and make them stronger <laughs> if they get into a fight. <laughs> okay, interesting. I are there? Any, do you think there's any like practical applications to, like, if I were to increase your ability power, what does that do? I mean, it's, yeah, that's weird, because like, I, I feel like in the context of this, it would just be like things that I'm good at, I would be better at. Mm-hmm. So like, you're just like floating behind me in my room while I play ranked league of legends and I'm just better at the game mm-hmm. or like, okay. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's weird. Cause it's like, 
obviously I don't have like signature abilities or like spells that you can empower. So when I think of like ability power, it's just like things that I am good at, I get better at. I would just help make your, your breakfast pancakes and waffles and everything just Mm -hmm. so much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somehow I didn't even think that was possible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that does it for last week's uh, answers. And we got a new question for you this week. Our roundtable question is, Riot has decided to implement oh, special God. player titles for one tricks at 100,000, 500,000, and 1 million champion mastery. You are tasked with coming up with titles for your main champ. What titles would you suggest for your main champion? This Which is I, so hard. This is hard, and I feel like part of it to me is like i instantly want to go and i'm I'm going to just for the sake of it to look at like the eternals for my character Mm. Mm because like they they already have stuff you know like they already have titles for progression on your champion Mm -hmm. Uh, none of these Uh do i really like so i'm gonna go with nylux that's what what i've played the most this season and I, i can't fucking come up with anything for zillion or mf at the moment yeah well, I, I can come up for some, with some for Zillion, so I might... Maybe, like, time-related, right? Yeah. Uh, for sure, For sure, at a million, you'd be a granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Nyla, at 100k, we're going to say that you get the title Whippersnapper. Because you're nice. kind of just starting your journey, but, you, you know, you're, you're slapping people. I, I think maximum, like, at a million, it would have to be, like like joyous champion or like jubilant something like it, mm-hmm. it's got to be something joy uh and then at half a million um i don't know man we'll, we'll go with swirlpool which is like one of her already uh things in her eternals you're a swirlpool <laughs> <laughs> okay that's those are my those are my three man i don't know this is hard this is this is hard um let me i'm gonna try to find uh the riot ones or the the barred ones i guess because that's who i'm playing at the moment well you already um, know that the max one chime it's gotta be chime minister right it's so good uh i like like chingle wrangler uh-huh chime wrangler maybe is uh is how you should do it chime wrangler i don't know um um but then his are chimes cosmic catches and distance traveled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm really not sure like what it would be um i don't know do you have any do you have any recommendations so for bard um i need the bard five hundred thousand. 500,000. Uh, I feel like I want to make a joke about his E and just be like, like, you're just a chauffeur. Journeyman, maybe? J- journeyman. Journeyman chauffeur. <laughs> you're, you're still learning how to transport yeah. your whole fucking team. I don't know. This is tough. <laughs> um, I, I Like, you could also go with, like, the whole idea that he's just, like... Um, a collector right so you could be like yeah that's true you'd be like you know co- like i don't know esteemed collection or something where it's like chime you know, enthusiast chime enthusiast connoisseur chime connoisseur Ooh, there we go there we go 
Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. This is this is difficult. I feel like this is one where the, the listeners are going to have way better yeah, answers than us. And they're they're think for about sure going to have an advantage. And they're also going to say, like, why didn't you think of this for your character? And you're like, because I'm dumb and I couldn't think mm-hmm. of that at the moment. Same. <laughs> um, Same, because so, they were put on the spot. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, one more time. That question is that Riot has recently decided to implement player titles for mastery uh, checkpoints. Your task was coming up with titles for your main champion. What would you suggest? Uh, and you can give us answers to that on Discord or on Twitter, or you can shoot us a DM, but Discord and Twitter are really the, the two big places to, to get it seen, and we will collect those answers and put them on the next show. But from there, we are on to Mail Fight, where we've got quite a few emails that we need to try and get caught up on, so let's hop right into it. Nick, would you like to do the first one? I would love to. The first one is from Sejuani Baby Daddy. Hello, gentlemen of Leecast. I'm writing this before I go to work. It's five and I am sad and I'm spreading my good name into Korea. Uh, I opened up the uh, Korean Challenger stream, not realizing it was the tier two stream and was hella confused by the 700 viewer count. Uh, I asked only 700 in chat and much to my surprise immediately after. Just wanted to say, Sejuani Baby Daddy, that this is the Challenger stream, sir, and it is fairly new, but we hope you'll stick around and follow the stream. Never did I think I needed to hear Valdez say those words together, but it was definitely what I needed this morning after the night I had. Shout out to anyone in the trailer industry or anyone who knows someone in the t- trailer industry because shit is kind of scary right now. Finally, can't wait to rep cast in the upcoming BOL spit- split. Apologies for the length of this email and the lack of cohesion contained within it. Farewell from the baby daddy himself, Sejuani baby daddy. Cool. I, uh, I, I don't know exactly what that is. Um... But that is uh, uh, that's cool. Hey, get your get that name out there. Tell them to listen to Leadcast. Yeah. Uh, next email. Oh, and is- hey, good luck with the BOL. True. If yeah, if, if all of our listeners don't win their respective leagues, mm-hmm. we're gonna kick you banned. off our Discord. Yeah. Instantly mm-hmm. banned. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. win, we're taking all of your prize money because we're mm-hmm. we're a There's- big corporation and we all only care about profit. It's really lose lose for for you yeah, guys. So. You got you got tricked into competing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next email is from Valzea, uh, who says about a week ago I got into a game called Ark Knights and I've been enjoying it a ton. I wanted to play League and grind ranked, but this game has just been but but the game has just been feeling bland. Uh, like there's no reward for putting in all the effort, which is why I think I've been enjoying Ark Knight a ton because there's a sense of reward for being patient and strategically figuring out where to place units. What are your guys' thoughts on League being stale? Uh, how would I get back into the grind of the game? How do you guys think that it, how long do you think that it would be okay to take a break from the game and focus on others? feel like there's a lot of pressure to play the game because I'm on an esports team for my school, which makes it hard to figure out what to do. Anywho, sorry for the ramble. Would like to hear your thoughts on this. Also, hey, sorry for making another email, but <laughs> I thought of more to add on to that one. Discussion for Optimal Rune Things. It's from a few weeks back. And I wanted to talk briefly, briefly about how Arknights um, is special in a way because there is not really a most perfect optimal way to clear a map. It's hard to look up on YouTube what exactly you should do and get the same results in your own run, which I think is really cool because it allows you to just enjoy your game and have more freedom on what you want to build and what you don't want to build. Of course, there's still meta characters, but even so you aren't guaranteed to have all of the ones you want 
and each map has tons of ways for you to clear them. Meta characters help a lot. They're just stronger, but they're not necessary to have because you can still clear content if you're patient enough with your account. Again, sorry for second email. First day back at work <laughs> and my brain is thinking a lot. Balsea. Um, so in terms of that, it, it sounds to me like it's that game is like a tactical PvE game. I, I don't know. Are you uh, familiar it, with Ark Knights? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a gotcha game. Um, okay. So I, tactical PvE is a, a is a I would say an accurate you know descriptor, um, and I think like that is something that gotcha games do well for the most part is uh, it, you know allowing uh, making the game not too difficult for it, like in general, um, so you are able to clear while not spending a lot of money, but making it very easy for players to spend a lot of money to get meta characters or characters that they really, really like. Um, so like they're not, it's not all perfect. Um, I would say, but, um, yeah, it, it, it sounds, sounds like you're enjoying it. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, that you are. I wish there were other people to, to discuss it in the discord with you, Valzea. Um, but, uh, I guess as for, his other questions, what are your, what are our thoughts on League being stale and how do you get back into the grind of the game? Before um, we dive into that, I did want to talk a little oh, bit sure. about just like the idea of the medics. I feel like it's it's really tough in games like that. Again, like my, my immediate thought as a comparison was like Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. where like obviously there is a best way to do a lot of those things, but most of the time if the game is complex enough and there's enough randomness to it that like people might not figure it out or they will figure out general trends. And and I feel like league is kind of different there because you have so much larger of a data set to figure out what actually is the right solution. And it matters a lot more because like you can win fire emblem playing very suboptimally and it feels Mm -hmm. like, like those choices mattered and even though you might have done things wrong you're like it's it's cool that i was able to do this and it is but like it, that is so much different than a pvp game where like while you can make certain meaningful choices a lot of times it, it, it is just going to be worse um and, and put you at a, at a disadvantage that that i think matters more right like i can i can play fire emblem and like never use the weapon countering triangle like i'm always fighting axe versus axe lance versus lance and sword versus mm-hmm. sword yeah and i'm still going to be able to win the game on the hardest difficulty like because because they don't want to make it that hard to beat the game that like i have to optimize it um versus like league if i go first item you know thorn mail and i'm playing against rumble mm-hmm. like i just lose because I, I i built very suboptimal yeah yeah yeah, exactly and i think like that you you bring up an important point where like imagine for instance that you have a perfect um like matchmaking system and colton and i are of equal skill we get matched against each other um i decide i'm gonna play like suboptimally kind of like oh i think crit soraka sounds kind of fun right and colton you're gonna play like Cassante top or jack's top or or whatever other meta character and and we lane versus each other it's just gonna be like well we are equivalent players so i've i've just put myself at a disadvantage like you're saying and now i just have to play 
better than you with a worse character. So it is mm-hmm. it, like it's just it is just exponentially harder to play the game. And yeah. I think like that is like a blessing and a curse with League where like that we we do have access to all that information. Um so a lot of people are playing like optimally in, in meta stuff like that and if you play suboptimally it's a little like bad. But mm-hmm. I th- I think that like is also what makes League kind of fun, you know, is we're both playing optimally at our hardest like and we're going to see how like how this goes. Yeah, right. And I think that obviously your example was the the far end of that spectrum. And I yeah, I'm just using the, a, a, an extreme. The, the the very real, you know, we saw this at 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 the professional level, and I think was one of the big points of discussion when this topic first came up was like the Akali is your matchup, where if mm-hmm. you don't go like revitalize or I don't know if it was revitalize or bone plating, I think it was revitalize and Doran's shield. Like that, that goes from an even matchup to a zero being like 70 30 favored. Yeah. Um, and, and right, like that is a big deal. And again, you know, maybe you can start with your Torrens ring and still win that because you're that much better, but like you're putting yourself at a big dis- disadvantage. And sometimes yeah. it is those small fringe things, right? Like if you and I are both playing tanks top, but I start Doran's shield and you start Ruby Crystal health potions. Because you're trying to greed to get your item faster, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe that means that I get the kill when we one v one, and I live with seven health. But now yeah. I'm four hundred mm-hmm. gold ahead and half a level up, and now the next time we fight, I'm even more ahead, and now I'm two zero, and that snowballs really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, back to the I guess the first question about the game getting stale. Um, I, I feel like part of the issue is that like people are. You know, he, he mentions like a reward system and like not feeling rewarded, which like in a game like League, that's always going to be somewhat of a problem because the only thing you can really give is like LP go up, LP go down, and then some long term progression. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, it's it's hard to do meaningful progression in a game where you want to give meaningful progression to the person who plays a hundred games. And the person who plays ten thousand games. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like it is going to be difficult to convince the two of us that league is stale, um, because I think there is so much that you can, um, like optimize and and get good at and improve upon. That even like I guarantee that there have been very few, if any, ever like perfect league of legends games played ever like zero mistakes like no room for improvement mm-hmm. i've beaten the game and done all that i can like boom it like i won v9 it didn't matter i played perfectly and yeah I, think, like, I would also say you know for things feeling stale pick a different character learn a different role like those are very quick easy ways to change things up and, and again like there is no doubt in my mind that you have not played or mastered every character because like nobody has you know if, you, mm-hmm. if you're feeling stale try a different role try a different character like pick somebody that you've got mastery one on and grind them to mastery five and see what that feels like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know like it, it's just going to be difficult to i i feel like even if you played the same five comps like the same the same comps every every game and the same champions on 
you, you know, the, the most stale thing possible. I still feel like league has a lot of complexity and depth into like mm-hmm. making the game fun. Yeah. You know, you like will, things will develop. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just, I'm going to say no, I, you're allowed to feel that it's stale and that's like totally okay. Um, I'm just like not going to be sold on that, I guess. Yeah. How do you get back into the, sorry, it, go ahead. It, it can feel stale sometimes, but I don't think it actually is stale. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like over the course of the 11, 12 years that we've played the game, like, have you ever played the same game twice? No. Right. Every single game is different in some way. And yeah, I think every that's like, game is the same It's my teammates lose. It it's me. jungle diff, yeah. <laughs> but no, I like, I think that is the beauty of league for me is that, you know, I've, I've played, we, we both have played more than 10,000 games at this point. Easy. Um, and I can truly say that no two games that I've played are, are the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in terms of some of your other stuff real quick, uh, how long should you wait to get back into the game? I mean, that's really up to you. Like, it, it, it is okay to take a break from league if you're not enjoying it and we would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you are on an esports team for your school, that's a discussion you should really have with your, your coach and your teammates, but it is ultimately yeah. your decision to have, you know, if you are on the starting roster and there is pressure for you to perform, you know, that's still something to talk about and be like, Hey, I'm not really enjoying the game right now. And, and hopefully you've got a good coach and good staff that's going to help you find a way around that or figure out a way to get a sub into where you are, um, mm-hmm. you know. And again, if it's your team for your school, big picture, it really probably doesn't matter very much. Yeah. You know, fast forward five years, there is not going to be a single person on the planet who's going to be like, hey, hey, Valzia. Do you remember when you didn't play for three weeks because you were taking a break? That yeah. That really ruined mm-hmm. our split. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to do that. It's, you know, <laughs> up to you. So, uh, hopefully, some of that helped. It was good discussion. Uh, we're going to yeah. move on to the next one just so we can try and get a little caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to grab this one, Nick? Yeah. Keep enjoying Ark Nights, buddy. Um, our next one is from Abstruse. Hey, y'all, I'm a fresh listener to LeeCast coming over f- uh, at Zill's recommendation from the Lola podcast. Uh, the first Lola episode that I listened to was actually the one where Aiden and Wise Papa Smurf were debating the Emacs Scion nerfs where they nerfed his Q. And I agreed with Aiden's reasoning. It allowed for build diversity, but make sure there's a trade-off. Anyways, I've been trying to get back into seriously improving at League and appreciate the theory crafting conversation y'all have had around AD carry changes. This is a game and IP that I really love, and I'm glad to see some care going into the player experience. That said, I want to follow up on the user email about LP gains being influenced by your in-game grade. If there were one change that would improve my rank uh, experience significantly, it would be for my teammates to not give up and tilt after an early setback. Uh, most commonly, one person thinks that they should be 3-0, um, but after dying a few times early, they refuse to believe that they are behind and force disadvantaged fights, uh, disadvantageous fights, excuse me, until their KDA starts looking like the cost of a gumball, 25, 0.25. Um, I absolutely agree that there should be a negative penalty for a low grade, but I think that the benefit of having, for instance, this a plus 10 should not pers- be a penalty. Oh, should not be. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, should not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again because that changes it drastically. Um I absolutely agree that there should not be a negative penalty for a low, low grade, but I think that the benefit of having, for instance, a plus te- or a ten percent LP gain boost or loss reduction for an S plus would encourage my teammates to stick it out 
uh, a bit more, even if we end up surrendering, knowing that the loss might sting one or two LP less uh, if they kept warding and farming and fart. I'm sorry, in farming and fighting smart uh, could contribute in a small way to player enjoyment. I don't think the system would be effective in the upper tiers, uh, Diamond Plus, as I trust those players to have a better idea of what their champ should be doing more than the grade system. Uh, but if everyone in Iron to Gold ELO knew that farming more, warding less, and dying, I'm sorry, farming more, warding more, and dying less would make their wins more valuable and their losses less crushing, it might improve player experience and probably their ranked in skills as well. Maybe Riot could give a letter grade breakdown on the postgame screen, kind of like a champion performance breakdown on your profile. For instance, showing you uh, in one of those spiderweb graphs, Google, Google says a radar chart that you did well in farming and objective damage, but you probably should have bought a trinket. I appreciate y'all uh, generating some quality league content and look forward to dropping by a community game session sometime soon. Peace. Abstruse. Uh, so this is definitely something we've talked about before, um, but we can have this discussion again. I think it's been a while. Well, um, we, we talked about this pretty recently, which mm -hmm. is what he was re replying to. It was only like three weeks ago, if not earlier. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we definitely hashed out kind of like the, the pros and cons of the system. And, and I think the conclusion of it was ultimately that like it, it sounds good in theory but i feel like a lot of the, the issues come with actually implementing it as well as just the incredible difficulty in actually measuring performance right you know with the peak example being like the bouse on scion where it's like yeah it was that, zero and mm -hmm. 14 but he actually 1v9'd that game. Like, he, he is the sole reason their team won the game sometimes. Yeah, exactly. He exerted the most pressure. He he influenced the game positively more than anyone else did. But it's not reflected in his score. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, and, I agree. And, like, if you try and hand wave that and say, like, okay, well, the system just needs to be better at detecting, like, high-influence winning play... Like yeah, maybe there 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 could be a system that actually could detect that that was a, a strong positive influence and that his O and fourteen was different than my O and fourteen. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, in terms of actually having that and implementing it, it's tough to come by. Yeah, I if, think if you I didn't mean, penalize for bad play, then it's just everyone's LP gains go up across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we kind of just have to work with the system that um, that we have. Uh, and I think like the way that you guys discuss it is definitely a way that we can do it. Um, but I, there's something like really beautifully simple to me about when, like you, you gain points for winning, you lose points for losing. And that's like, that's it. I, now, do I think like the system could be better? Absolutely. But it like, if you want to climb, you have to win. And that's like literally the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you smurf every single game, it doesn't matter if you're getting carried every single game. Like, if you're winning, you're winning. If you're losing, you're losing. Um, yeah, I also feel like in that point, it it really diminishes a lot of player agency on how they want to play the game. Because I think in a system like this, Aiden, for example, would probably not get any extra LP for most of his games because he's got low CS mid vision score but he is very positively affecting the outcome of the game and you can see that in how quickly he climbs his win rates his mmr um 
but but like i don't think that that translates very well to like the your grade on x champion yeah so this is like a, a really good example aiden um and uh, another example like that he actually discussed with me this past week is like shen top laners if you if you pull up like the highest ranked like the the best shens in the world and pull up their opggs like i think every single example he had had them at less than five cs a minute and you look at that and you're like wow that's really bad like these players are just really bad at farming they how are they so high elo but then you start to think about it you're like okay shen is a character who primarily wants to ult into a different lane to fight champions right he doesn't he doesn't want to split push to try to put pressure on turrets and and that sort of thing he like he wants to split push to create a 4v5 team fight so it it makes sense that these players would have lower farm because they're just leaving lane but if like if you then compare um like that to the this the system where you get higher grades for for farming for not dying so much like i i, I don't know it's like I absolutely understand why um, people would want this. And I don't necessarily think it's like the worst idea. Uh, I, I'm kind of just against it. I, I guess because I just really appreciate the system rewarding you for winning, punishing you for losing. And that's it. That's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I... I don't think that they should, but I do think it'd be very funny if they implemented a system where you like you got diminished wins for being toxic. Like mm-hmm. if if three plus of your teammates report you after the game, you get like two less LP for that win. Yeah. So <laughs> like, it, it, I don't think that's like, a good system, but I, I I do think that like that'd be a funny way to to curb player behavior. Is mm-hmm. just like oh shit, or like all of my wins are are one LP less. Because I just got off of a ban, and I think at the end of the day, it doesn't like it doesn't really matter. You're not gonna you're not gonna see noticeable changes based on uh, you know the addition of this uh, uh, benefit or mm. to to having good uh, a good grade score. Um, so if I went forward with it, I wouldn't complain. Um, but at, like the, my perspective, you know, I would I would be against it. I think. Yeah, I feel like that's another good point. Is that like. Over the long run, a system like this probably wouldn't really make a difference. Let's say, like, if you get your, like, if you play well, you get plus one LP, uh, like, higher than you would have. Mm-hmm. Let's say you play 200 games and you're, like, win 100, lose 100. Okay, you're you're now 100 LP higher because of this system. Like, a, a player who then goes and wins, like, five games and went like 105 95 is going to be a higher lp mm-hmm. right or like making up that difference is just going to be like four or five games it, it you know yeah. it would have to be such a huge number of games to really see big effects there so i like um, like I, I i don't think it would matter too much um but i think that's just our perspectives on the matter yeah uh, but thank you for the email, and if you want to continue that conversation more, feel free to email again or hit us up in Discord. Uh, on to yeah, the next email us one. and tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, next <laughs> one from Sincerely Pakoda. Been listening to the podcast for a little over a year now, and I just have to thank you guys so much for helping me learn how to be better at League. Something has been bothering me. Why in the world do so few people know how to play with Tarek? I can't tell you how many times you're team fighting and I drop redemption in my ultimate only to have my team who is neck and neck in this fight just turn and run out both sides of the redemption and my ultimate uh which leaves me with just one other uh or no one else there like thanks for two kills out of five but really uh or people ping me to heal them but then stay out of my range for my q or w making me chase them down until i'm finally in range it's not just Tarek, there are a lot of champions that have abilities that can help their team and people ignore or don't know how to play with them. Why is this? Anyway, thanks for such an amazing podcast. Sincerely, Pakoda. Um, I, I think that this, you know, we could have a long conversation. We've talked about it a bit, but the, the real quick answer is there are a lot of champions. There are a lot of abilities and most players don't know every champion and every ability. And even if they do, they probably don't know the intricacies of how to do it perfectly so whatever character you're playing and you're good at and you do know those things nobody else on your team is going to know it as well as you and it can be very frustrating um that gets a lot worse i think the lower elo you go but it's also influenced pretty heavily by number of games that that person plays um you know obviously if i'm at a challenger level and i'm playing with somebody who has played every single character and knows their abilities they're probably going to know how to interact with my champ but if I'm playing in an elo where nobody picks Nyla, nobody knows how to play with or against her, it, you know my my teammate is not going to play with me in the way to optimize my character. Your your second point is actually so like spot on that I think it answers this question like at a base level entirely. Um, but it like for Tarek specifically, it is not every like like you said, not everyone knows what he does, and then he is so intricate that it like there are sometimes for example as Tarek where you are going to just simply stand still and auto the closest target and you know spam heals every two auto attacks mm -hmm. and sometimes that means you die sometimes that means your AD carry is 2v winning while you just hit minions or a ward or the dragon like it or the turret even like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you've played the character. And I would say even then, if you've played the character, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you've mastered the character. Um, so that is just like it. He is underplayed. He, I think he's a really, really good character. If you have a, someone who's very confident in your and familiar with what your what Tarek does, he is like, he is actually godlike. Yeah. Um, um, and, and I but, definitely or go ahead. I was just gonna say, but he is like that intricate, you know that it, that it, it 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 there are times when people are not going to know like what he does, mm -hmm. and it's also that weird balance of like you as the Tarek player need to recognize that that's the right choice, but the other person also does, and yeah, like exactly. it's hard enough for you to make that choice a lot of times, um, and, you know, and, and I think the idea of like autoing something just to get your your cooldowns back and keep procking your passive is a really good example where you know making that choice of like do i keep running forward and try and hit a champion or do i just bash away at this cannon minion so that i can pump out a heal every auto every other auto attack and like my ad carry will win that 2v1 and a lot of times 
there's going to be situations where people are doing the right thing generally, but the wrong thing in that exact moment. Um, like this is obviously going to be a very fringe, fringe example, but let's say you're like in a weird, you know, fight two V one, um, you know, your jungler, their jungler, and then you as Tarek and like you go up and you start to sweep a ward and your jungler's got, uh, the fucking one hit wards item, you know, if they clear that ward, maybe those three autos procking your passive would have given your jungler two more heals and you guys win that fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe them clearing that ward actually gets you both killed and you lose that one, you know, that two V one again, probably not going to happen in 99.9% of games, but yeah. like expecting them to recognize that and not do what they like, know to do when they go umbral glaive which is kill the ward like you just can't expect mm-hmm. that out of most people yeah exactly so that's a uh um, um that's a that's a really good example mm-hmm. yeah so uh, again short answer is there's tons of characters with tons of complexity and people just can't actually know all of that the other thing i would mention is if you do play a character that you don't see like once every five games like legitimately if your character isn't in one every five games tell your teammates how it works it Mm -hmm. doesn't cost anything to tell your teammates how your character works you can probably find a powerpoint or a google doc talking about some of that stuff and you know worst case you're going to say lol you're dumb i know how ivern works Best case, maybe you win a game that you would have lost because now they understand how to play with your character better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for the email, Pakoda. Next one from Brybump. Awesome. Uh, hey guys, since Aiden recommended I close my champion pool to two or three champions, I've been basically one-tricking Kaisa with fairly good success. Uh, with the coming changes to IE slash Quickblades, I was pondering what build path Kaisa will take as her Q evolve and E evolve are instrumental in her gameplay. Previously, I was rushing Kraken and Double Longsword to get Q-Evolve as soon as I could. I know she's a hyperscaling low-range champion, so maybe the best route is to continue to get Q and E before IE Evolve. What are your thoughts? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on which two items are the most impactful to begin the game with Kaisa, as Kaisa, Bronze, Elo also? As always, thanks for the great content. Bry bump. That is a good question. Uh, let me... I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are going to want Navori um second after your mythic um I think it's just Kraken Navori or Kraken IE That's what I was thinking yeah I, um it, it it's going to be hard to I guess say something else because those items are so powerful um but yeah may, I mean maybe it's even like uh I don't know like Kraken Zeal Navori with boots. I don't know if that gives you enough. Um, or cracking like recurve Navori. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like whatever the breakpoint is, it's probably not going to be more efficient than just yeah. going straight to second item and getting the evolve a little bit later. And mm-hmm. the better plan is to, especially if I think he said uh, at bronze elo, like what you really need to do is learn how to lane and get enough farm so that you can get your like three items by the time that like in enough time to actually influence the game. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think I like think Kaisa's giga strong right now. And especially with Kaisa, like her Q evolve is so much more important than her E evolve, like that early in the game. Um, that's not to say her E evolve isn't important or isn't really strong. Um, it's just Q is way stronger. Um, so I don't even think like proccing it, proccing your Q evolve that late is a bad thing. But the, I absolutely look up like some Kaisa players on uh, you uh, OPGG or going to their streams and checking their matches through or whatever. Because um, I'm sure someone will have done the math and determine that like, oh, you actually want to go double pickaxe serrated Dirk into Phantom Dancer into Navori or some I don't know some bullshit mm-hmm. that Kaisa does. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Also consider consider going Bork Bork Mythic IE. It's actually probably Bork Mythic IE. Like now that I think about it, <laughs> um, it's always Bork first or Bork Mythic uh, Navori probably. But um, cool. Yeah. So like, I, I would uh, say yeah, just bump. find people who like one trick Kaisa at a high level and mm-hmm. copy what they're doing because they've probably already mathed it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for the email, Brybump. Next one from Elliot. Uh, who says, hey, first of all, it is nice to hear that the high ELO players like you also went 3-7 and seven in your placements. I ended up in <laughs> Iron 1, which I'm not mad about, but I feel like it's pretty inaccurate. I decided this year for ranked on one-tricking Lissandra mid and then queuing 80 carry second and playing Ash if I'm filled. My first, excuse me, my first game I went 8-0-7 as Lissandra uh, for my first win. My second game I did well and was more supportive and we won. I got auto-filled support third game, so I played Lux and we won. Then shit hit the fan, and for the next seven games, I had useless feeding or just worthless jungler. Hate low elo junglers. Anyway, I'm excited for to try my first ranked uh, split. Only one tricking, thanks to the podcast. Elliot, yeah, it, it's going to happen. Um, you know, even in that situation, think like, let's say, you know, taking this at face value you had a worthless a worthless jungle in seven out of ten games um you know that's unfortunate but you know sample size if it goes up to 20 or 30 that's gonna normalize maybe one of those games your jungler wasn't actually worthless they got you know behind because of something your top laner did maybe another one of those games they you know I don't know, got a really unlucky like coin flip 1v1 that put him behind. You know, now you are back to that 50-50 area. You know, it there there's a lot of shit that can happen in the jungle. Um it can be very frustrating to play as and against and with. But again, long numbers, you should be fine. We wish you the best of luck. I imagine if you placed iron 1, your goal is at least silver. I think you definitely can do it i think anyone who applies themselves can you know hit silver within a season regardless of where they're starting Mm -hmm. uh if you're aiming higher best of luck for that too yeah good luck um and if junk if you always have bad junglers learn how to jungle that's gonna be my advice Mm -hmm. um i think uh that's something that you can really improve upon like everyone can improve upon as a player if you think like x character x role whatever is op learn how to play it and if you will either excel at it and and get to abuse it or you'll learn some of the weaknesses of it or how to play along with it to make it strong uh and and, you know if you're if if you're always losing to maokai jungle play maokai jungle and you'll figure out like 
okay, he is just OP right now. But, you know, they're, he's going to level three gank, and he, he ults from off screen, so word, and, you know, fiddle six positions, things like that. So uh, there's there's no strategy or character or whatever that is perfectly, like, 100% win rate. So, like, play it and, and figure out how to, how to beat it or play it and abuse it. Thanks, Elliot. Next email is from John. What's up, boys? Uh, two different climbing questions. Feel free to split them up between weeks. So I'm looking to climb, and I know there are two things I can do better, but I'm not sure how to actually do it. Number one, watching VODs. I know in the moment I made a bad play, and why? So what should I be looking for in VODs? Any consistent questions or things that uh, other than bad plays to look for? Number two, dodging. I don't dodge enough, and other than teammates flaming each other in lobby or someone just straight taking a troll pick, what are some red flags to let you know to dip? Sorry for the length of the email. Thanks, John. Uh, I'm going to have some controversial opinions on this. Um, so you can, I'll, I'll go first and then you can um, sure. correct my thinking. Uh, I think, unless you are very, unless you're high elo and know the game well enough to point out, to reliably point out your mistakes and things like that, I think watching VODs is a little pointless. Um, if you have a negative VOD review, uh, and you do it poorly and you're not exactly sure like what to look for, you can actually reinforce some of the bad mistakes that you make. Um, you know, if you watch it back and, and, and you have, you go in with the mindset that like, wow, my fucking bot lane sucked dick this game. Like I'm going to watch what they did and you see a play in which you made a mistake, but you approach it from the perspective that it is their mistake. I think that is a sort of recipe for disaster um and it is very difficult to know when that's happening um so i would hesitate watching vods um or if you're still interested in doing that make notes of what happens in your game you know i died at two minutes 15 i'm gonna go back and look at that and then Make sure you're not looking at it with with like God vision, so or make make sure that you're looking at it with the perspective that you had at the time, or the uh -huh. perspective that the enemy had at the time. See what you can do differently, etc. Um, but it, this is like something that I think a lot of people say you should do that I think is actually really low value unless you're doing it well. So I think that you just pointed out that the big thing that I was going to say is that it's not low value to vod review it's low value to vod review if you're bad at it um mm -hmm. and obviously like any skill it's going to take time to develop um i i would say that the biggest thing that i would say is like going to be the core of vod review is you know identifying and distilling some like bigger picture concepts that you're trying to apply to your gameplay mm -hmm. um and the bad part is going to be watching the whole thing on like one-to-one -one time being like, yeah, I lost to Cassante because Cassante's OP. I guess uh, I should have just banned that character, right? Like that's, that's not helpful to anyone and, and you're going to be wasting your time. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, this is something that, you know, when I had some coaching was like the primary avenue was like, focus on one, two, maybe three things at a time, probably just like one or two that like, this is what you're working on this game and what you're trying to learn and then review those things in the VOD. So, um, so what, what would you say is an example of, of those things? Yeah. Yeah. So, so an example, um, you know, let's, let's say one of them is to 
be more cognizant of the mini map and have better map awareness. So one, you know, tip that was, you know, given to me was like set, like find an app or set a timer on your phone so that like it, you know, makes a sound every 10, 15, 20, whatever, you know, timer it is and check your mini map every time that happens. And that's going to be a little bit tougher to, to review and avoid, but like, you know, see if you were reacting to what's on the mini map. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I, I set a goal for myself that I am going to, let's say I'm a top laner, you know, attempt to contest every CS. And that is my one goal this game. It's not to win trades. It's not to get tower plates. Is that I'm going to contest and apply pressure on every CS. And then you watch for that in your VOD and you see, oh, I stopped doing that at nine minutes because I, I, I got a kill and I thought that I could just keep all inning them, and then I never got another kill, and they just matched farm with me and eventually scaled up. Or, mm -hmm. you know, they they got that kill, and even though maybe I was strong enough, I, I, I felt too afraid to go in and, and continue contesting those things. So if you, if you pick, you know, those, like, specific rules or, like, small things that you're working on, I think it's easier. Um, I, I think there is a lot of value in watching VODs, again, if you're doing it well, I also think that there's a lot of, you know, analysis that needs to happen in terms of like, not what happened, but how and why did this happen, mm -hmm. right? Because if you have a conversation that's, that's like, okay, the enemy jungler smited the dragon away from you and stole it, and they got a shut, you know, they got the objective bounty there's nothing really to talk about there other than i guess you could say we'll get better at smiting and maybe you could practice smiting and like the practice tool yeah um but i think a much more valuable question is how did that happen was it because you didn't have vision over the wall and they were able to get in was it because their character is just better at executing that you know maybe they have lee sin who gets the q execute mm -hmm. plus smite um and you were sitting there as like a maokai jungle who just has your smite really Maybe in that situation, you need to pull it out further so he can't get his cue. Was it because, you know, you were busy focusing on a team fight and your, you know, mid and AD carry kept hitting the dragon instead of turning, right? So in that case, you might learn that I need to indicate that I'm looking to turn instead of letting that 50-50 smite happen or just not, you know, not commit to that fight and finish the objective first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you... There needs to be a lot of like active thought behind it to do it and actually learn something. Uh, dodging. I, I, well, I also, just to throw this in, I also think it is very low value to VOD review other people's VODs um, in an effort to improve your own gameplay. Um, I, I think you can uh, watch other people's content and, and learn from it, but I think like specifically going into the league client or... Um, I guess into the replay file that they have provided to you or, or whatever, however it happens. Like, I think it is, I, I think it is, uh, again, I'll say low value content to VOD review someone else's game. Cause I, I think there's just a lot of factors that go into like every decision you make in league. And unless you perfectly know like why they're making the decisions they're making, like you can misinterpret why they're making it or come to the to a different conclusion and not be able to figure out why that they're you know that why they're 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 making this decision. if you for example if you are they brought this up in the broken by podcast video that i talked on earlier but 
if you are reviewing a junglers, I'll just use the example they give a junglers game and you see that they three camp into bottom, right? Maybe you come to the realization that, oh, it's a, you know, bot lane centric meta. Like I just need to camp bottom every single game. Like bot lane is the only lane that matters. And maybe that brings you success. Maybe it doesn't, but you're, you're not going to know why they did that. You're not going to know like, okay, I'm watching, I don't know, uh, Santorin and he's playing a character that's really good at level three. It's a really volatile little bot lane. He's not going to be able to, you know, farm as efficiently as the graves on the other team. So he went bot lane to try to, to try to get in there. But unless you are that person, you're not going to know any of that. And you're just going to see, oh, he camps bottom every single game. Like that's his key to victory. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for the most part, that big picture decisions reviewing others' VODs is going to be pretty useless. Um, again, especially if you don't have a lot of experience with it, and it'd be easier to start with your own VODs to, to learn how to do that. Um, I, I think there are definitely things to be learned by watching other players. So, like, if you can watch, a, like, a streamer's VOD who explains their thought process, yeah, mm -hmm, that's a exactly. lot more valuable there. Um, I think, you know, like, there's a lot of junglers who explain their thought process as they play. I know Freak does a pretty good job of kind of talking about why he's doing what he's doing as he plays. So that might be a good resource. Um, I think one of the big pieces of value in, in like, watching others' VODs is going to be more champion-specific, right? If I'm trying to learn how to do Samira combos... I can learn a lot by watching a good Samira yeah, player yes. and learning I need to Q like this and W like this and this is when I E or don't E. Um, but like that's only going to help me at the beginning of just learning a champion or at the end if I kind of get them but I'm trying to get better. I can see somebody who really is pushing the limits of the character. But I think you can only really get that benefit at like the front end and the back end. And most of the work is going to be once you have an idea from that front end, then actually implementing it, learning how to do it. And then maybe you go and watch another VOD and you, you pick up a few extra tricks after you're proficient with the character. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I just think there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into it that oh, yeah. are not evident unless they are explaining it to you themselves. Like mm -hmm. in that case, it is valuable. Yeah. Um, as to part two of your question, dodging, you don't dodge enough and you, uh, other than people flaming in the lobbying or just a str str that straight up troll pick, what are some red flags that you know dip? I mean, I'd say really those are the ones is like somebody being toxic off the start. Um, and then just like, you know, actual troll pick like, oh, I went cleanse ghost jungle Soraka. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's a, an obvious dodge. Or, you know, I had one recently where somebody like, 10 seconds into champion select they were like hey mid laner link me your op.gg so i know whether or not to dodge it was the jungler doing this yeah. and it was just like yeah that's a player you don't really want to play with and mm -hmm. make sure to report them and send a ticket from that champion select before you dodge but then don't play that game <laughs> um mm -hmm. yeah i don't think dodging is is really actually all that necessary but those are things i would look out for uh thanks for the email john yeah I, i'm i agree with you i don't think dodging is that important um especially now that they with the changes they've made to dodging and to champ select anonymity um it's not gonna drastically change your win rate unless you yeah. aren't dodging the troll games like golden was saying 
And like um, you've identified. Mm-hmm. We'll do, do two, me, two yeah, more the, animals, the two I short think? ones, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So next one is from Titties, who says, Hey, guys, first time emailing in. I have a question for you. When I play troll or four fun comps in normals, like Mundo 80 Carry with my uh, GF supporting me with Syndra, does that affect my MMR or ranked placement? Obviously, it's not very good, and I lose most of those games. Love the podcast, Titties. Uh no 99.9% no um I, I think your initial ranked games get slightly influenced by your normals MMR but it's like incredibly small percentage don't don't worry about your like your normal affecting your ranked MMR or your ranked placement um play what you want to it's a normal game you know don't turbo into your teammates and then like flame them there, there, there is a line there where like it's just a normal game but some people are playing normal games to win and, and that's how they have fun but like tr- try not to like you know constantly do it and turbo int them i, I guess would be my opinion it's like I, yeah i mean i i think specifically for your question i think it only can potentially impact your first ever ranked games um when the system is legitimately just trying to figure out where you belong Mm-hmm. Um, and that it has nothing else to base its matchmaking off of. But once you've once you've even finished your placements or even a couple of placements, most likely ever, um, you know, even going back to to having rank games in the pri- prior season, uh, no, they're not going to matter anymore. No. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Titties. The next one is from Uzi. Uh, just listen to the part of the most recent podcast where you guys were talking about the Karthus Ultimate. Uh, exploit it reminded me of a bar w exploit that is kind of game breaking first of all you need to bind self cast w to a single button then if you insta cast w and self cast w at the same time bard will summon both shrines at the same time sorry for the length of the email uzi i don't know if it's like game breaking the way that like the karthus ultimate one is um but it seems pretty strong you know, uh, yeah to, like, i mean it, it definitely it seems like a bug exploit and like I, yeah, I think yeah. it's probably less effect than the Karthus one generally because, mm-hmm. you know, what that really means is that you get, like, you get the, the minimum heal value on yourself while being yeah. able to place one as well. And, like, that's a decent amount of health, but it probably isn't going to, like, change the outcome of most games. Yeah, I, I agree. Not the way that the Karthus exploit would yeah not not I it's that's not the same as a karthus having ultimate up 30 seconds sooner yeah yeah um awesome that'll do it for uh this episode of lee cast we have a lot more emails and we promise we will get to them uh we are slowly working through it. you guys have been crushing it with the email games lately so um Thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kinglardout, bluebasket, and leecastfrost. Tweet at us at uh, leecast on Facebook. We are leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leecast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leecast. Like these people. Hey, nice transition for our wall of support. <laughs> uh, we've got A, just the letter A. Aaron, Actual Yordle, Adrian, Adrian Sedley, not a Joshua, Alex, Andrew, Angel Holic, Armis, Arsonist, Austin, Benton, Blabby, Blooper, Bulbasolo, 
Brady, Breedable Soraka, Brian, Brosif, Bribe Bump, Camiril, Chaz, Cheese for Real, Chuzix, Coastal Toast, Kodio, Colton, Dobular, Dallin, Danman96, David the Deadly Tiger, Ghost, uh, Decar, Dicopaw, Diggity Daxter, Dr. Libby, Don't Be Creative, Dr. Herferferfer, Dragoon, Dream Dylan J, Drew, Dylan, Frozen Ninja, Gabriel, Gun Bunny, Gunner, Harley, Hfire, Hugabin, Herx, Ike, Cosplay, Gragas, Jagelski, Jake, Jamal, Jody, Jay Picante, Jeff, Jesse, Jesse, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Jonathan, Jorge, Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Josh Plank, Joshua, Calzafar. Oh, there's not that many Joshes anymore. Oh, no. The Joshes are diminishing. Uh, Chaos, <laughs> Reaper, Kevin, Kieran, Clon Amy, Koi the Monkey Boy, Conrad, Cracked Patzer, Crambone, Landon, Lefi, Lacona, Lispsync, Lucas, Madeline, Man Mannington, Marshall, Mary Makes No Sense, Max and Mox, Michael, Mikhail, uh, Milkman, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Muse Guy, My Balls, Your Gin, Nathan, Nathan, Nikoj, Nicole, Noah, NYC Poem, Oscar, Panda Bear, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Pocky, Raphael, Rattlesnake Jake, Red Lefty, RJ, Ryan, 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 Samuel, Sejuani's Baby Daddy, Seth, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, T Hubs, Thane, The Last Samurai, Thomas, Titties and Biddies, to Scotland, Ty, Ty, Wallace, Womper, Will, Wolf, Wolfie, Wyatt, Zod, X Strong, Yumi with a Gun, and Jalman. Dang. You crushed it. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.